I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash spoken today. Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. Ready to get 30, 30, ready to get 30, ready to get 20, 20, 20, ready to get 20, 20, ready to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month. So give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Kia ora, welcome to the Aotearoa Rugby Pod. I'm Ross Carl. Joining me in studio, we've got Bryn Hall, everyone's favourite, Auckland, Cantabria, <laughs> and, and everyone's favourite, Aucklander, James Parsons. Oh, yeah, that's probably pushing the truth, yeah. but, you know. North Shore, Aucklander. North Shore, Aucklander. Surely. Yeah, it's, it's all the same to the Surely rest that's of the country, close. isn't it? Yeah. Uh, I don't know. We're, well, I'll tell you on yeah. the comments I got in Christchurch <laughs> on Sunday, I think, it, yeah, we're all lumped into yeah. the one bracket. Great can supporters, you, right? Can you say anything that they said to you on air? <laughs> Is it actually possible to repeat that? Uh, what are you wearing? Was was referenced a lot. Um, use, use that thing in your pocket to wipe away your tears was referenced, <laughs> yeah. uh, which was obviously my pocket square. That's quite handy. Uh, yeah, yeah. Um, That's pragmatic. Yeah, no, that, no that, it was all good banter. It was, yeah. it was good banter. Um, <laughs> I had to take it on the chin, obviously, because yeah. uh, the scoreboard reflected uh, the day, unfortunately. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That, that was an all right day for you guys. Yeah, well, again, we've had, obviously haven't probably had the greatest two weeks and um, probably talked around this show probably just where we wanted to be. And you know, I thought our team was a lot better on, on the weekend. Um, I think we had a that got that driven through the week pretty pretty loud by Ray and um, it wasn't perfect but again I think the opportunities that we did have in the game we took them in probably gave us a little bit of a buffer around um, around the game and um, some individual individual performance as well I thought Will Jordan was spectacular not just on attack but then you know holding up Hoskins was probably a big moment as well um, and yeah we're just obviously back on the horse and um, yeah, looking forward to obviously this rest week. Which Always is... seems to be when the Blues come to town, they seem to bloody yeah. get up for it, yeah, don't mate, they? Is it a styles make fights thing? You know, is it one of those things? Well, I think every time we play them, we just I know. I just think they dislike us the most. <laughs> well, <laughs> probably rightfully so. We just know how, how good they are. So, like, if you're, you're, if you're off 1%, which is probably shown in the last three weeks in this comp with us, mm. we've lost. So, um, we just knew that. Um, a lot was on the line for us as well. A shot at home, being at home is massive for us in a finals in a finals game. So that was on on, and then also again we haven't just played that well in the last three weeks. And so these boys came down, and um, it was a performance that made us a lot better. Made us a lot better. Twenty four and zero in finals in Christchurch. Is this done and dusted? Is this no. a not a foregone conclusion? I don't think so. I think if the Chiefs can freshen up a few bodies, interesting to see how they take this week. I, I'm not a firm believer that um, they just rest to, to rest up bodies. I think you've got to play and keep that form rolling if, if people are uh, you know, fit and healthy to play. But you know, if, if Jacobson's not quite right, maybe another week's rest for someone like him. But that, that breakdown will be key. Um, you know, they showed that that was an area that they, they dominated last time. If they can bring that set piece um, efficiency, you know, line out was a little bit wobbly on the weekend for the Chiefs, but their scrum was 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 very effective, um, you know, and, and we know their strike power 
uh, if they've got the platform and that, that lightning quick ball. So I don't think it is a foregone conclusion, but a lot tougher mm. task down down south, as we know. Well, while we know the finalists, the Crusaders and the Chiefs, I suppose there is one week to go, and you guys have just hit form again, and then you get a bye. Is mm. that opportune or inopportune? Oh, it's tough. I think, yeah, it can go one or two ways. I think for us, it probably came at a good time for us. I think if you're having four, having four games in a row, um, to be rested, reset, and then obviously we've got a big occasion down in Christchurch. So um, we've actually probably had, we've had experience here with it as well. Probably a couple of years ago, we um, had a had a quarterfinal week, had a bye week before the quarterfinal. So um, we've had a little bit of understanding of what it looks like. And so for us, it's a rest week. We'll get back in on probably the Saturday uh, this week just to resharpen, sharpen, sharpen things because um, we came back from the bye week and played pretty poorly against the Highlanders. So want to just get things moving a little bit forward, uh, a little bit faster, and then um, again, prepare really well and then hopefully a good game against can the Chiefs. I, can I just ask you on that? Has mm. it been adjusted around that? Because you did from, yep. probably for the first time under Razor, yep. you came back from a bye a bit rusty. Mm. Is, 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 does it look a little bit different or is, is it the same? Or does that Saturday, is it the first time you've had a Saturday session? Yeah, I think, is yeah. Because of the, it's a final or yeah. is it because of the last time you buy happened, you're a little bit... I think, I, think, I think it was a bit of both. <clears throat> I think um, for the fact that it was actually when we played the Highlanders, it was, it was a short week. Yeah. So that was the difference. And so um, even though it's, it's going to be a normal week, but I think, you know, if, you'd hate to, to turn around and come back saying, you know, I wish we had one more day for a final. So I think collectively for us as a group, still get away and then we can come in on the Saturday, have a look at what, because we know who we're playing now, which makes it a lot easier. So we'll be able to just um, fight tune our game a little bit, um, have the Sunday off and then get into a normal week. But yeah, you, you are right. We usually do have the full week off, but again, it's a final, it's a little bit different, but we have had experience in the past of um, just coming in after a bye week. When you say a week off, I mean, from now until Friday, are there WhatsApp group messages still going? Mm. Is there still information being sent your way or is that literally a week off? Oh, I think, like, again, the, the SNC trainers will give us a program of what, we, of what we need to do. But I think for us, it's yeah, it's, it's a four week off, just refreshing. No doubt the WhatsApp will be going with um, with coaches and strategy group and we'll be, tip it, we'll be chipping away. But again, I think it's really important to get away, um, especially on a four week block when you play New Zealand teams. It's just good to get away, refresh. And then when you do come back for a final, you don't need any more added motivation for that. So um, yeah, it's pretty much the four week off. And then that Saturday, like I, like I talked about, um, we'll just get back into it again. You guys have the clarity of two weeks knowing who you're going to play next. Yeah. The Chiefs have got to come up with two separate games. How much of a disadvantage is that to them? Or do they just start immediately thinking about how to prepare two weeks in advance, considering they're already in the final? No, I think it's an advantage. I think the Blues have got a lot to play for. I think there's a lot of pride at stake. Um, you know, there, there's, a, there's certain things on the wall that mean a hell of a lot to that group. And, and getting back in front of their home crowd um, and put in a performance that they can be proud of in front of a community that they really want to get behind this group. And let's not forget the Trans-Tasman's still there. There's still another trophy up for grabs. And if you can get five games on the bounce and get yourself into that final, you've got to keep upbeat. You can't let this, you know, I suppose, disappointment waver on into that. And, and that's the crucial, crucial message, I think, going into that group is bounce back. Bounce back hard against the Chiefs at home, and and that's their message. And the challenge for the Chiefs is to come back and, and treat it like a like a semi final, and and go in with some form and some confidence, like they've got at the moment, and continue on. You'd hate to have a little dip in that confidence and form going in um, to what will be a big challenge going down to Christchurch. So I, I think it's a it's a win win uh, for them to have a big challenge like this because mm. the Blues will be fired up. 
uh, there's heavy disappointment. I, you know, I went into the sheds after Sunday's game, and and you know they're, they're seriously disappointed in, in what happened on on that you know, 80 minutes. But you know they were already looking to turn things around and make sure they put in a huge effort um, for this weekend's game. So the the challenge will be their battle. Bombay's always goes down to the wire as well. So the Chiefs, no doubt, will be presenting themselves. And I, you know, I think Liam Messer's in and around the group, and I know that man loves yeah. this fixture. So I don't think they'll be taking it lightly and I don't think they'll be looking two weeks ahead. I honestly think that group is so proud of what they've achieved and I think they'll be taking it one week at a time and, and really looking to knock this off. And for them, win or lose, um, <coughs> final, it's a victory this year for the Chiefs. It really is. So they, they have kind of nothing to lose in that way. Yeah, I don't think they'll see it that way. I think you know, if you don't get a title, it's still, you know, you'd never go away going, oh, yeah, that was, you know, we weren't expected to do this. You know, that's a win. Like, I think every team goes in and they want the trophy or it's not, you know, seen as a successful season as a player, mm -hmm. if, 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 yeah. if I can be honest. Like, I think, you know, they're, they're high-achieving people and, you know, there's a lot of All Blacks in that group and they want a trophy. So I don't think they'll sit back and go, oh, this is nothing to lose. Like, I think there's everything to lose now because there's expectation. Mm. You know, there's almost more pressure. So, um, and, and I think they've lived up to that. You know, when they probably didn't perform as well as they um, have against the Hurricanes, they still found a way to win. Mm. And I think that is a telling sign of where their group's at and where their fight's at. And that's a dangerous beast when, when they click. And I think Brad Webber's mentioned it a number of times in his post-match speeches. They just haven't put 80 minutes together which is even you know, a scary fact, because when they do, and when they do click and they get their, their complete game going, mm. and with the amount of speed they play at, I think you know, it, it could be an exciting prospect. Are you excited? Well, I think, yeah, again, I think they're the form team in the comp. <coughs> oh, here we go. Seriously. Here we go. Excuse me. Excuse me. Here we go. Is that a real cough there? Oh, is that are, you, are you going in as underdogs? Yeah. All, oh. I'm saying, all I'm saying <laughs> My God. is if, if the form's to go with how they're going, they're, what, they're, what, they were fine. 24-0 right? in finals? Yeah. Is it? Yeah. At home? How many titles in a row? Oh. Yeah. Oh my gosh. Someone call the tag. Note that underdogs. down. Crusaders going in as underdogs. <laughs> See if the TAV follows suit with that. <laughs> yeah, yeah, please. Yeah. Crusaders at $1.01. Yeah. Apparently, the underdogs. Yeah, please. <laughs> they are honestly, well, they're five in a row. So they're five in a row. We're, we're just, well, we're one. We're one in a row. So if you talk around form, but I think coming back to like um, to Chip's point, I think if you're talking around finals footy, they've probably been playing it the last five weeks. You know, they obviously had that slow, they had that, they had that slow start. And so they have, they've been in kind of knockout phases for the last four or five weeks. So um, I think for them, that is a massive advantage for them. And I think have playing that kind of footy and the way that they've been winning as well, that might be the moment in a final when you get into the situation where DMAC, we, we wouldn't want to give them that situation because he's come in clutch probably the last fortnight. But playing those kind of games, you just can't, uh, you can't buy that experience, especially for that group. So um, yeah, I th coming back to Jip's point, you know, they won't look past the Blues. That's always a, uh, a big fixture for those, for those two teams and they'll be looking at them. But I think in the back of their mind, um, these experiences they've had the last probably month, it's going to help them massively come to final times in a few weeks time. This week's episode of the Aotearoa Rugby Pod is brought to you by Manscaped. You know it, the best men's below the belt trimmer available. Over 2 million men worldwide mm. believe in this product. You get 20% off free shipping. If you go to manscaped.com slash rugby, that's if it's going to the US, Canada, Australia, New Zealand, the UK, all around the world, 
listen to this podcast and you will have beautiful balls. That is that is essentially what's going on here, right? But you got to buy first. But yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 100% off, you got to buy it. Yeah. What a deal. 100%. Hairy moments of the week, brought to you by Manscaped. What is your hairy moment of the week? Mine was actually uh, Sione Harvili mm. on, obviously. Um, t- uh, Tanielu? Tanielu, yeah, on. Um, very lucky not to probably get a, a yellow card in that one. Took his, took his, probably took his hair off, Adrian. Eh, <laughs> took his hair off, mate. Took something off. <laughs> <laughs> took the wind out of him, that's for sure. Yeah, yeah. Uh, he went flying. Um, and I tell you what, he's not a small man, so he's, no. he's done well to make him go flying. Moving on, my hairy moment is Dalton's injury. I feel like anyone that gets named captain of the Blues at the moment seems to get injured. So maybe just no captain this week. Yeah. Uh, we'll just, just uh, run with no skip and uh, no one gets injured. Are the lads shaving their legs and stuff these days? Is that something that still goes on? Oh, 100%. Yeah. You've got to look good, feel good, play good. <laughs> Talking yeah. from a man of experience? Or? Oh, well, back in my day, you know, <laughs> yeah. I used to play. Yeah. Absolutely. And were you using like a big razor or were you using a, a bit of a hedge trimmer? Or oh, I would have loved the old um, <laughs> Manscaped 3.0. <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> but, you know, I had to go, you know, got battler status, you know, yeah. just something. So you're leaning back while the missus shaves your legs? Or no, no, you, look, look. You're doing look, it yourself you know, in the shower. You've got to do the hard graft yeah. yourself, you know. Can't put that on the boss. Right. Yourself. <laughs> this is this has gone somewhere I don't want to oh, go. Oh, this is fantastic. This is great. <laughs> this has gone somewhere I don't want when to go. When you said that, anyway, I just... Well, uh, that's where the Manscaped Lawnmower 3.0 goes. That's yeah. what you needed. You needed that. You don't that. want other things to go because mm. it makes sure that you don't get those nasty little nicks. Yeah. Little you don't need, yeah, you don't want those nicks. Aotearoa Rugby Pod brought to you by Manscaped. You can also get the Peak Hygiene Plan. Every three months it replenishes your product to make sure it's operating as well as it can so you can operate as well as you can. Let's talk DMAC and Will Jordan then because, you know, for the <laughs> entire year we've been talking about how Geordie Barrett is just playing out of his skin, you which know. Which he did prob- again the other night. Which he did yeah. again, probably yep. an absolute shoo in This is obviously the position with the greatest amount of competition in the country. Like, it is phenomenal. You could pick any of those guys and have a world-class player, arguably the best player on the park that night, mm. in one of those guys. Is it still Geordie Barrett? I, I think if you think of the platform that Geordie Barrett's playing off and what he's still delivering, mm. it's freakish. Like, I mean, just reference that grubber and that line break and the grubber, and I almost wished he'd picked it up rather than trying to, you know, grubber it on. But like, he creates a lot out of nothing just based on himself. And um, again, it's that like, reference. It's the the time you know it's almost 24 months he's been performing at that level mm-hmm. um, so it's i still think it's his first crack at it it's 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 about doing it yeah. um in that all black jersey but to your point around damien and will jordan will jordan's starting to really find his groove but he's he is mm-hmm. but damien is 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 winning games with his boot but more so in terms of his way that he injects himself and his control his game control mm-hmm. from 15 he's he's his decision making of when to be that electric Damien McKenzie and, and take a gamble and when to rein it in and, and set the play up yeah. or, or put them in a field position. Um, he's got that balance so right where maybe in the past he hasn't. Like at the moment, his game is just so on point. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's a, it's a hard one to select. Yeah. Is it something that people overlook? Because when you look at that team and the number of you know, caps they've lost, like to Sam Kane, et cetera, on the way back to where they are now, Damien McKenzie as a maturation of a player 
you know, gone from the guy I suppose everyone talks about as the, you know, the, the X Factor guy, the guy who might, you know, might <clears> make <throat> a mistake here or there, might, you know, throw one too many 50-50 balls. He's now not that guy. Like you say, he's getting that balance right. Is this the year that we've seen the maturation of Damien McKenzie? Mm. I think potentially because of where the Chiefs are at, he's almost had to say, follow me, like put the team on his back as such. I know it's not just him. Like there's a lot of players that have done a lot of work, you know, around, I've mentioned Angus, Jacobson, Weber. I'll go, you know, Anton Leonard Brown as well. But he's really taken charge in terms of the game driving and, and the direction of the group. And, and getting that balance right between maybe that 50-50. But I still think there's plenty of X factor there. Mm-hmm. I mean, you go back to, I suppose, the match winner against the Blues and, um, you know, other, you know, sort of, uh, you know, passing game and, and, and um, offloads. He still, mm-hmm. he still has that <coughs> X factor, but it's that decision-making in moments um, is, is getting that balance right. But I think maturing is, is a great, great word. And that position of maybe that 10... 10, 15 role on the bench is a hard one, but he still has the ability to start, don't get me wrong, but it might be the position he fits perfectly at the start of the All Black season. Well, Bowden Barrett's coming back. I mean, what do you do there, Bryn? Like, that's difficult, isn't it? Because mm. Bowden deserves to have a spot within the All Blacks. He's done so much there. A certain amount of loyalty has to be shown, but yeah. boy, Damien's doing enough, and maybe you think the other way. Well, he was the one in New Zealand, and so therefore we showed the loyalty to the guy who stuck around in here for a little bit. Yeah. Well, I think, yeah, yeah he's obviously really mature, and I think, coming back to Jip's point, especially around the, the game management side, and you bring up a great point, Ross, around probably in the past, the offload or the wrong timing of that, I think that's probably just gone out of his game this year, and so the Chiefs have been, the, you know, they've benefited from that because his game management at 10 has been, been world-class, and so I think having that 10-15 role, it, it definitely makes it... Um, him definitely in the squad I think and so it's tough because as a competitor you want to be out there but I think Geordie through the last 24 months probably deserves that role to still be 15 and then Damo has that ability to come off the bench either at 10 or 15 and so Bodie is going to be back he's going to be in and around the group and so I think he's going to get his opportunity but I think you know Damo is probably warranted of getting an opportunity and Geordie will probably end up starting I think with with the way he's played so they'll all get the opportunities it's more so when you get to that level you just got to try and take your chance when you have it when Damo has it or Geordie and even Will obviously who's come into really great form in the past two weeks so probably to his standard he probably thought at the start of the comp he was wasn't a little bit off but probably wasn't to himself that he was last year and he's really come into form now so I mean that try that first try you oh yeah that's the, but that, but that, that's what will that was that's what will brings. So he's got the ability to to turn a game on its head with his X, X factor and an ability to be in and around the ball. So he's something different that the All Blacks could use at that level as well. So you know it's a great time to be. A, it's not. Well, it's a tough time to be a fullback, obviously. But there's so many around. So it's going to be a tough decision for the um, All Black selectors. But we've got that's a lot of them. The we've, got a, we've got a lot of them. Yeah. So yeah. it's great for New Zealand. Yeah, hundred percent. It's a good position to be in. Will Jordan his acceleration off the mark. Yeah. Is, is that unmatched in New Zealand rugby? Because it seems, I don't think I can see a person out there who just goes from woe to go like that. Yep. Well, that first, that first try is a Rico, yeah. Rico, yeah. 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 But that first try is a perfect example of it, you know, even though he's a bit of footwork, but that first oomph when he gets the ball on the run, you know, it's tough to, it's tough to stop. And he's actually quite a bit, he's a big boy now, probably around like almost 100 kgs. So when you've got that speed and power, it's really tough and you get him on an open, um, Open he's, field. He's, he's brave though. That first try, yep. he went between two props, did, and yep. I thought, because Blake Gibson did a great job. Like he, he got up and he mm-hmm. forced him back in. Yep. And I th- and I thought, whoo, 
he's going back into two big boys here and he just split them. Yeah. yeah. And, you know, you'd think him, he's still, I know he might have put on some weight, but he's still slight. Yep. And he's running into two big 130 kilo props. I thought, oh, this could end poorly. And then he just popped out the other side and then slipped around, uh, I think it was Mark Talair, and scored. And I, well, I was just like, man, that's, that was a hell of a try. Yeah. It's, it's interesting you say that he's slight because he, he's sneaky tall. Mm. Like when you, you don't see, you don't, it doesn't seem that way on the television. You meet him, he what, this must be 6'3? You're about 6'2, you're about 6'2, 6'2. Yeah. Yeah. There's, there's a lot of him. Yeah. No, there isn't, so I think. A lot of Nepo and Carl <laughs> <Carlton laughs> too. Yeah. Yeah. You, you don't want to be the, the, the meat of that sandwich. No, <laughs> uh, he got through it yeah. comfortably, but. I thought I thought the big fellas were going to light him up at one stage, but, yeah, but um, unfortunately not to be. Yeah, but I think defensively as well, he had a massive game. Like I talked about before, that try with Hoskins was a big was a big one for us. Being able to stop that, you know, that's different if they score. That's twelve seven, and it's a little bit different. So um, his defensive side has been really massive. I know probably the first part of the comp he was wanting to improve that, and so I think those those things again, especially at that level, you've got to be able to defensively make your tackles, and that was a big moment for us on the weekend. Yeah, when you get to that, I mean, we saw it when you played that game at the end of last year for the All Blacks, but it's one of those people when they're in that kind of form, you've just got to find a spot for them, don't you? you you've got to fit him into the 23, doesn't matter how many people there, because there's going to be a couple of years mm. where he's unstoppable, and you don't waste them. Yeah, yeah, but there's a lot of guys. <laughs> yeah. That, I mean, it's hard. So many. It's hard, it's, it, but it's... I think they probably will find a, a spot for him. Right wing? Um, potentially, like a, a Ben Smith, maybe. I, I, I mean, I don't know. There's, you know, Seve Reese is playing mm. really well on the right wing as well. You've, George you've, Bridges playing well. George Bridges coming back into his work around his aerial game. You know, I, I think Caleb's starting to get really busy and, and show that power winging game, and I think that's his point of difference mm. uh, when he gets in full flight. So there, there's, there are good wingers around as well. Yeah. Mm. So it's it's just getting the balance right and, and for what tactics and game plan Ian Foster and his crew want to run with. Yeah. Because I think there is there is depth of that left that left winger. You've also got George Bridge and um, Caleb Clark, but probably that right winger. You've got Sebi Reese as an out and out right winger. Obviously when um, Bodie came back, Geordie was on the wing. Whether you probably stick Geordie at fullback, mm. there's probably a bit more room for Will to be that 14 spot. Yeah. Um, him and Sebi would be able to go back and forth. So. That left Definitely that. reminds you of a Ben Smith, doesn't yeah. he? That, that ability yeah. to play that right fullback role and mm. and find a spot for him, like we had to with Ben Smith. You know, mm. you, you just had to get him on the field because he was so good. Yeah. yeah, and an uncanny ability to beat the first man like Ben. Smith. Yeah. yeah, yeah. You just yeah, the first guy never tackles him. Yeah, especially off especially off counter attack. Yeah, Will was really good around that. He just finds a spot, whether it be two props. He's looking for a for space, and if he gets through that line, you know. Bets are on, he's probably going to score a try. So having that ability um, to be able to break open a game, it's pretty um, It's pretty great to have, great attribute to have. So. Some great escort lines from those Crusader forwards. <laughs> <laughs> was it penalised, was it? Oh, no, was no, it no, wasn't. I'm just oh, saying they're doing some good work. Some great work. <laughs> find, a, find a way to get through. Yeah. If it's not illegal in Canterbury. It's perfect, mate. It's perfect. <laughs> you know. I'm just jealous. Well, we got penalised against jealous. the Chiefs for it, actually. Yeah, yeah. So you did. It was a good did. captain's referral, wasn't yeah, it? Yeah, it was, mate. So... <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. Well, hopefully that doesn't happen in the final. No, no. Well, look, it shows how efficient the captain's referral can be. It could be, or, or inefficient. We've had a couple yeah. of shockers. Oh, uh, Brad Webb is very good at it. Yeah. He's had, he's had, he's probably the most successful. Mm. Mm. He's a sharp operator. It does, I feel it does slow down the game a little bit, I reckon. Just at times. There he goes. At times. Because yeah. it hasn't worked like, for him. <laughs> we're, um, yeah, I just think, like, again, the referrals are great, and, um, but there's just so many things that, that happen that, and fair play, they're great calls, but 
you know, there's so many things you'd see that pin on it. So, oh, that's probably happened three or four times in the last 20 minutes, you know, and so it's kind of just slowing down the game. So I think, you know, Scott Barrett brought up a pretty good point around it and just kind of, um, there's enough kind of time that gets in games and, Nah, I'm all for it. <laughs> and so, yeah, just as a just as just a weird little note. So, so you'd can it? Oh no, oh, it's tough. Oh. I'm fifty. I'm fifty fifty on it. Because I can see, like, again, because they actually are penalties, and like, I think um, there might be a little bit. I don't know, just a change around, maybe how many times you can use it, maybe. Because we're quite. Well, mate, if you're wrong, you lose it. You lose it, yeah. Oh, we've. You're wrong. You lose yeah. it, and that's the only add, time you can use you it. Add another one. No, no. You want I'll stay more? there. I'll get myself into trouble. I'll get myself <laughs> in trouble. Get I'll stay there. In trouble, mate. I'll stay there. <laughs> you want to get rid of it? The I think that it just, I now know it irritates you. I, I want to keep it more. I think it just Let's slows down two. the game a little bit. <laughs> just a little bit. Yeah. And well, what's your What's your guys' thoughts on it? Oh, I've just given you mine. I, I don't. I don't understand why it's a different rule at the end of the game to what it is the whole game. Mm. I I think that creates a weird um, system. You have to have the same rules for an entire rugby game, mm. not different rules for the end of it. That makes no sense to me. Why, if something happens in the first minute, is any different to something that happens in the 79th minute? What's well, more so, all, all the penalties, it's just really the foul play. That's the one that's getting, that's stopping it. You know, it's not really like a captain's challenge like the last five minutes. It's actually the foul play that's kind of stopping the game. So whether it's... So it's you guys a, have got to stop doing foul play. Well, like so, Nick roll. <laughs> it's just like... Pits off the ball if you have that and last, stuff that, like that. that. That last five minutes, the last five minutes, then you can have the foul play in there. Because then, you know... That's when it's probably the most time when you need it. So it's been used pretty much. Not the, the other whole time. 75. Yeah, the other 75. Yeah. <laughs> like, <laughs> you can neck roll. I'd actually you love your life. Because you're a because you're a stat manager. I'd actually oh. love to see what the uh, percentage of what the captain for is. Who's actually got the best captain for you? Brad Weber. What the extra percentage is? I'd Scott Barrett's pretty good actually. I'd love to see what it is. Even though he doesn't like it, he's quite effective <laughs> when he when he uses it. <laughs> but Brad Weber. Let's talk about Brad Weber because again, another guy who probably hasn't been spoken about as a captain in the past. Obviously, when you talk to him, he's a smart bloke. He's doing a good job. I think he is. Yeah. Look, he's a natural leader. He's he's done it a bit when he's I think he's when he's been with Waikato and um, Hawks Bay. Bay. So, I think yeah, he's he is that sort of personality. Um, I think he's got a really tight bond with most teammates he plays with. Um, you know, he's going to be an actions man as well as a as a talker and, mm. and any sort of. I think most halfbacks. Um, will be, uh, I suppose, studious. <laughs> and He's quite honest for a halfback. I think... I, know, like. <laughs> I, no, well, I think most halfbacks are, 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 are honest. Um, but, like, he, he's... he's he is a natural, I just think he's a natural leader and that's how he comes across. He just, he's straight up and down and, and you can just see the group responds really well to his leadership. And I think he works in tandem really well with Sam Kane when he's there and, and probably takes a little bit off Sam so he can just focus on his game and, and they work well in tandem as well. And, mm. and when he's just been doing the job on, on his own, it's, it's, it's gone well for him. Yeah, yeah. As, as a player to go up against, mm. like have you seen his game change as a captain? It's pretty, well, again, like us halfbacks kind of were always yapping around, we're always chatting, chatting away. So I think he's very smart and has a pretty good game, great understanding around the, the, the rules and has a good understanding of the game. So and I think the most important thing for a leader as well is Jipper talks around his actions. He leads by his actions, the way he plays. Again, so he's quite smart and he has a great communication with the ref. But I think for, first and foremost, as a captain, you want to be leading on the field. So I think with Sam Kane leaving as well, him being able to be at the forefront and really take the taking the team uh, by the scruff of the neck. That point there, mm. the communication with the ref, his personality mm. is likeable. Yeah. Mm. Do you know what I mean? And I'm not saying that 
he's favoured, whatever, but he's got a, a knack yes. of communicating in a little bit of a jovial way. It's, yeah. and, and he does have a way of communicating and getting his point across in a bit of a tongue-in-cheek way mm. and, and being able to, you know, with his captain's referral, still having that serious side. And, you know, he does have a good balance there. The Aotearoa Rugby Pod Workhorse of the Week is brought to you by Farmlands. Farmlands is committed to engaging with communities and taking rural people rugby, like with the Farmlands Cup they had earlier this year. And if you're sideline, head down to Farmlands, get yourself some nice wet weather gear and look after you throughout the season, boys. Workhorse of the Week, who have you got? I'm actually, I was going to go Dalton, but I'm actually going to go David David Havili, actually. I think... Oh. Um, Gonna give it to a blues man and then he changes. I was, well, I'll, I'll just, yeah, look, you will Commitment to the backs as well. I mean. Yeah, I'm just, I'm gonna go David Havilly, just with his with his work off the ball. You know, we've talked about, he obviously set up a couple of tries on the weekend, but um, his ability to be able to, a second pivot for us was massive. Um, his distribution skill was world class. And I think his tackles as well, he was rocking at about 92% with his tackling, so. Uh, but Hoskins Satutu <laughs> is my uh, workhorse of the week, Farmland's yeah. workhorse of the week, 15 carries. 132 metres, two line breaks, 100% tackle success rate. Just an absolute beast. Mm. And uh, just everywhere. So that mm. is your Farmlands Workhorse of the Week. You've been to a Farmlands Cup, haven't you, Brent? I have, yeah. We're in Tamuka this year. Yeah, it was nice. I think, um, yeah, any time we get to out. Where's Tamuka? It's down south. Oh, yeah. It's down south, mate. Yeah. There's a south island. South island, mate. I was just about. Yeah. Um, yeah, we got out. To, we probably went down there a day earlier, and it was great to be able to see the kids. We had a couple of promos, and, you know, for us, it's great to get out there because, again, we don't get many times, many opportunities to be down there. So, um, whether it be the Highlanders when we go down the Highlanders region or we're at the Crusaders region, um, every time we get to get out there, we um, love seeing it. So, it was an awesome, awesome, awesome day. And I think uh, I might even credit um, while we're talking about ca captains. I thought Dalton Papali was really good yesterday. I thought um, sometimes you know you think you know he's playing so well, is captaincy potentially going to burden that mm. play? And I don't know how you. I thought it was one of his best games. I thought he was great. Yeah. In terms of his play around the field, you know, I think, you know, I think Luke Jacobson was leading the turnover stats. I'd say Dalton after yesterday um, would have would, will be leading that now. I think he got three yeah. um, breakdown turnovers. So, and he, I thought his uh, way of communicating with the ref was exceptional, and, and he was really making sure that you know he was part of the conversation mm. um, during the day, and, and it brought the best out of him. So I, I think there's you know a great future for him. Mm. Um, in that leadership role in that Blues environment, which is awesome to see, is um, I suppose our environment is in the Blues is growing future leaders. Yeah, and he can be there for a long time. What is exactly, he? What, 23, yeah. 24? Yeah, he's very young and ha has had a lot of leadership experience as a young player coming mm -hmm. through the system and now sort of finding um, confidence in his own game and now is hopefully going to lead on to you know nail that part and nail his week prep so that you know he can he can now do the leadership side as well. He's one of those people when you meet you think captain. He's kind of mm. what's the way to describe it? Like sort a like, presence. a likable alpha. You yeah. know what I mean? Like yeah, a person yeah. who's not intimidating but like you say has a, there's a certain aura about him of mm. confidence yeah. without being arrogant, you know, of, of knowing what he's there to achieve. And I think going back to Brad Weber when I said like a lot of his teammates, you know, he gets along with all his teammates. Dalton's the same, you know, it doesn't matter you know what personality you are everyone's sort of you know he's infectious mm. and everyone gets along with him and he finds time for everyone and i think that's a, a sign of a you know one a good person but a mm. good leader as well when you're playing up against him is that the kind of thing, stuff you know <sighs> yeah i was just saying yeah that those are the, those are the traits you just say when you when you watch him on the field you're just like man that guy right there due to his actions we talked about his great leadership but he's a guy that 
plays like that. He plays big. We've talked about it before. You know, his his the thing that I love about his breakdown turnovers, they're in they're in big moments where you need a turnover. Yeah. Like that first one, one of one of the turnovers he had. We had a great we had a great ball carry, had two cleans there, and he's on the ball straight away, gets a steal with just like that. And it's those kind of moments in games there where he he does that really, really well. And um, you've also talked about his, his growth and his line-out work. Um, and so, he's a power athlete. I, yeah. His carries, like, I think he's averaging nine metres per carry. Yeah. Like, that's, he's strong yeah. in the carry. Like, he's, yeah. For an open side flanker, that's impressive numbers. Yeah. That's nine metres over the advantage line. Like per carry. Yeah. So yeah. he's, like, I, I, and I think, I think um, Rugby Pass put up uh, post-contact metres. He's in the top five for post-contact mm. metres as well. So, you know, he's, it, once he hits contact, he's going through that collision as well. Yeah. So... You know, he's, he's doing the business, ball in hand, he's doing the business in defence, and now he's adding that leadership, you know, he, he's, he's got a big career yeah, he's ahead of him, not only at super yeah. rugby level, but, you know, all black level, I think. Yeah, I, I definitely reckon he should be the seven with Kane, with Sam, yeah, hopefully with the way he's been playing. Yeah. I don't know where his injury's at after you say he did come off, so yeah. uh, hopefully, sorry, Sunday, um, hopefully he, he is all good to go mm. for the Chiefs. So depending on Artie's injury, you'd look at having Artie at eight with Dalton at seven. As, as, yeah, well, I just think if like if, if well, sorry, if, if Artie was injured, like he might probably he'd probably be back. Yeah. Um, I'd go obviously Dalton at seven. Um, yeah. With Artie back, you know, Steve's still got Hoskins as well, mm. who's right off the back, and we've talked about that a lot. But Luke Jacobson, um, Luca Jacobson who's been fantastic throughout the whole year, coming back in some rich reign of form. When you talk about the back three, you know, then you got Lucy's that's yeah. clogging up yeah. as well. Shannon Frizzell's <laughs> at six, so yeah. Uh, I mean, I thought the kidder was massive off the bench. You know, he yeah. showed as probably one of his best games, best yeah. performances. Yeah, and um, this season I felt should he have been on the bench? Should uh, Otere have been on the bench for such a big game with so much on the line? Was there too much experience coming on late rather than being on early? <laughs> well, let's be honest, Otsi was on there pretty early. Yeah, like with Taniyalu Talia's. I don't know what happened there. Um, I know the Blues management aren't overly happy with yes, the yeah, HIA yeah, yeah, situation because yeah, yeah. he was winded. Um, yeah. They felt um, that the match day doctor pulled him off. Um, so I think they're asking a few questions out there. So I'd see we pretty much started. So mm. that, that's mm. null and void, that sort of discussion. But I feel like let's talk about the game. Like the, the Blues, again, so Highlanders, um, 28 defenders beaten, four tries, and you know creating a hell of a lot of opportunities. Jared Cowley, line break. Uh, Caleb Clark, massive amount of line breaks, but just not finishing those opportunities, creating a hell of a lot of opportunities. Mm. Same yesterday, I think nine entries into the 22 came away with six points. So seven times of those entries, you know, not scoring those tries. Um, 23 defenders beaten yesterday's nine line breaks. So again, opportunities created. When there were those struggles where you guys on that run of not beating, you know, New Zealand Super Rugby teams, you were always only losing by less than seven. It was always, you know, you had a line out at the end and you didn't quite get over the line or, you know, it was always on. And I feel like it kind of, I feel like while it's the team's different. playing better, it's still a similar situation. No, I feel like it's different because if you look at last year, like we were, we were doing a lot better than that. Yeah. And it sort of continued on and, and you can't sort of put us in that bracket. You know, like if we, I feel like if anything of those, those close losses, mm. probably the Hurricanes are in that bracket at the moment. Like, you know, they're losing games and they're losing in that close bracket. That's where we were at, you know, like you get so close mm. and you lose within seven all the time. That, that's all, you know, frustrating. Whereas, you know, we lost 29-6. You know, like that's, yeah. that's not a close loss. No. Like we weren't clinical enough to get close. So it's not really the same bracket. Yeah. But the, the Blues are probably creating more opportunities than mm. 
like if we go back to those times, the, the school was probably 15, 14, and we were creating no opportunity. If, yeah. if this mm. makes sense, it's totally yeah. different. I just don't. Uh, it's it's not the. It's not the same. It's not the same. It just to, to, to the, We're a much better. A much better team. outfit. We just haven't been clinical enough and yeah. accurate enough. So mm. 17 turnovers is just too high. Yeah to win games of fo football. Yeah, and I think for us it was more so, we just like, we talked about it, we didn't have many opportunities, but we were clinical enough to get the points when we needed them. Like if you look, you know, then we made more, we made it, attempted 200 tackles again, but it didn't feel like that. No. It didn't feel like this. That's, that's what I mean, yeah. you're so clinical when, yeah. even when you lost against, you know, the Highlanders yep. and the uh, Chiefs, mm. like the game drivers of the Crusaders don't need <clears throat> Yeah, that many opportunities because of the clinical cleanouts and yeah. the, it, mm. you know, like it, it is, it's yeah. quite impressive how they can score their point. You know, because you've got, you've got a ten who's exceptional, probably, if not one of the world's best. Yeah, and then you've got a twelve who's used to playing fifteen, who's basically a ten as well. Mm. Yeah, and he's big enough and strong enough to be direct at carrying, a big defender, but also is a distributor who gives a. 30 meter cutout pass on Severis's chest yeah. and then he just gooses and scores do you know what I mean and then you've got a 15 that we've already spoken but you know like it's quite a yeah and and of course they've clinical because they've got a great forward pack who you know I mean White likes playing some of his best footy you know and he gets no mm. he doesn't get that many raps for you know that you guys take him for granted quite frankly he should be <laughs> put up on a pedestal for the amount of rucks he, i said that yeah. to israel dag he was like oh he just does it you know i'm like you'd take him for granted it's <laughs> shocking we probably started off with a hiss and a roar that probably that first month and then the teams all got better we went away and probably didn't get things right where we wanted to be and again we weren't perfect on the weekend but our intent was probably a lot better. We had a massive focus on that being in the week. Um, probably felt, we talked around it a lot around our breakdown. Um, and I thought that was a lot better. So those times that we did it, we, we were clinical enough. It was, it was really that quick tempo, like we've talked around with the Chiefs, you know, when they play at high tempo, we're the, that's what we want to be playing at. So um, look, it wasn't perfect, but I think for us, it's, it's a step moving forward, especially when we do play the Chiefs, who are great around the breakdown. Um, it's, it's a move in the right direction. I know you can't give too much away, but I felt like your kicking game was more contestable yesterday. Yep. Is that because George Bridge is back? Or is it just an adjustment? So he's obviously really great at yeah. getting 50-50 yep. balls back. Yeah. But I thought Seva was good as well. Yeah. And Will Jordan and Richie. Yeah. But it just seemed like it was, you, you kicked the same amount, mm. but it just seemed a little bit more contestable and effective. Yeah, I think so. I think we had a bit of balance. I think the kind of, when we played against teams, though, when we were kicking it long, they were good kicks. They were putting them quite deep into their half, but teams were holding onto the ball. And so then <clears throat> we found, well, you know, a stat we found out is that we were the worst team in the comp seven-plus phases. We were giving away tries and penalties, so we were the worst in the comp. So I think for us it was more so trying to marry it up and around, yet we can still kick long and be able to exert pressure that way. But I think go back to our contestable game, the likes of George Bridge being back, then we actually got the chance to get the ball back. Even if they do win it, it's a 50-50. And then I think having that balance of being able to still run and play, because when we have the ball in hand, we're great. But I think, again, how can we put pressure on other teams, going back to our contestable games that we've talked about a lot. Let's have a look at the Canes. What to make of the Canes this year? Are they that far off the pace? I don't, that's what I was meaning for. Yeah. I don't feel like they are. It's just so tight, this, this competition. And, and honestly, I think if you looked at that game statistically, the one area that was the difference was the scrum mm. so the chiefs used the scrum to get themselves out of trouble exit wise they'd march for a penalty 
and then they'd, they'd you know maybe have a counter attack down the down the short side, and then it obviously came to a point where as soon as there was that that penalty and they went you know f for the scrum, you knew they were going yeah. to scrum for a penalty, mm. and and they were in trouble. And and I genuinely think that was the area that was the difference. And then one other part I felt, and I don't know, I'd like to hear what you think is. The kicking duel, both teams kicked a high amount. Yeah. I think the Hurricanes kicked 36 and, and the Chiefs 30. And I just felt the Hurricanes lost it a lot yeah. of the time, that territory battle, because the Chiefs would, was, was sort of force back, force back, and then the Hurricanes was always the team kicking it out, yeah. and the Chiefs they'd would always gain yeah. that gain, and they'd get a line out 30 up from, you know, in their attacking half yeah. and, and be in that prime spot. And I thought maybe that's potentially a, a growth area, um, you know, for, for them is, is when they get in that kicking duel, just making sure that, um, you know, maybe they have an option out of that, that they don't succumb to just, you know, g giving that, like, that, that yardage, yeah. that yardage up. But it was the only two areas that, they probably lost. Other than that, it was so even. Mm. Um, and they probably had dominance early and, and the Chiefs were patient enough. And I felt like it was winning that kicking duel early mm. that got them back in the game. And then late, Sean Stevenson put a, a, a big one back over the head of the Hurricanes and then they kicked it out and that led to a line out which was wobbly towards the end. But it actually ended up in them getting that penalty up and around that halfway. Mm. Mm. The Canes, where do they go from here? Like, how would you take a season like this? Well, it's very similar to what the Chiefs had last year, yeah. isn't it? So I think they're, they're there or thereabouts. It's just, it's unfortunately, it's a very similar situation to the Chiefs. They're losing those games just by, you know, seven points. You know, it could be a lot different. They could be very similar to what the Chiefs had this year. So I don't think it's really have to alarm bells. I think the fact that um, they'll go back, you know, they've still got the Trans-Tasman again as well. Their, their attack shape and the, the defence, you know, we've talked about a lot of their defence. They put teams under a lot of pressure due to their line speed pressure. So Corey Jane, we harping on around that during the Trans-Tasman when they have the opportunities to play in that game. And their attack shape, they've got great um, variety in their, in their attack that we've talked about a lot. So I think for the obviously Aotearoa, the, 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 the margins are so small, very similar to what the Chiefs had last year. They lost games and, you know, they didn't win. It only takes one game and it takes just that little bit of um, time together, then you'll be able to get that back. So I think for the Trans-Tasman moving forward, there's a lot for them There's a lot for them to play for. Very similar to the Blues, you know, obviously the, the final set in Sloan is going to be the Chiefs versus Crusaders, but that Trans-Tasman is another competition where silverware is up for grabs. So they'll take a lot of learnings and I don't think they're that far away. They've got some core leaders there that are, that are so strong and, and a lot to build on. And, and then they've, they've blooded a few players like Luke Campbell, for example, I think play he's well. starting to play really yep. well. Like, you know, this experience he'll be better for, and mm. whether TJ comes back or not, you know, if he does, that'll be great for his growth as well. But if he doesn't, he's starting to to come around. There's a couple of, um, you know, good players. They've played well like, against the Crusaders, and mm -hmm. they just lost. They've, they've yep. played well against the Chiefs. They've they've strung a lot of good stuff together. Um, you know. It literally was, I feel like, the scrum and that kicking duel was the only difference. Like they've, mm. they've created a hell of a lot. I didn't even touch on one point. I've just got to touch on it. Is the development of um, Nani Laomapi and Umanga Jensen. Um, we're so used to Umanga Jensen taking those down yeah. lines. Did you see when um, he took the drift line out mm. and created that inside ball for Barrett off that scrum? Yeah. I think that's just a little growth because we're so used to seeing him do that unders line and, and he just drifted on that defence yeah. and because we're so used to Laomapi, you know, you have to stay on him because if he carries, yep. 
and so he stayed square on his defender and then and Umang and Jensen drifted so that his defender drifted with him and it created that perfect gap so they're, they're adding a nice little string to their bow and I know I've been you know um, talking about Nani but you know Umang and Jensen's really coming to some good form and, mm. and there was another nice little growth in, in, in their development and touch which created that nice little space mm. there. At least have a look forward to this weekend because there are obviously games going on this weekend. Mm. The, the Chiefs Blues, what do we what do we think there? Let's, let's start with you. What do you think is going to happen in that game? Well, it'll just be interesting to see how they, they approach it really, if they're going to rest some players or if they're going to end up having the same team. So um, there's two both ways, you know, some people say that um, playing and playing games and not having that week off helps you or you know some other people say they need to rest so obviously selection will be depending on how they go there but um, I just think how the Chiefs are playing is it in Hamilton or in Eden Park? Eden Park. Eden Park. Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us we brought in a reverse auctioneer which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. How to get 30, 30, bit get 30, bit get 20, 20, 20, bit get 20, 20, bit get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month? So Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash spoken today. Yeah, I probably think, yeah, I'm probably going to go to the Chiefs. I'm going to go to the Chiefs. Just with how they're playing, they're the form team in the comp. Yeah. They're the form team in the comp. It's also so. good for them to have another week with Bryn Gatland at 10, which I presume he is was what good. Yeah, he was yeah. really he was good. Yeah. He, he, I thought he, he, he warmed into it. Um, you know, like he didn't have an easy start. I don't think all, you know, the Hurricanes came out hot. Yeah. You know, all the Chiefs were a bit you know, off at the start, but then he really warmed into it and came into his own. And I'm not just talking about his try. Like his whole game management yeah. was, was, was really solid, probably from you know, that 15-minute mark onwards to the 60-minute. Yeah. Um, yeah. and, and it's good to see because he hasn't had a lot of minutes. And you know, to put that performance in, yeah. a, that's what he's capable of. And I think coming into a final, like finals kind of footy now, his game, that's the, when he his, comes kicking, to life. his kicking game is just, especially if you, you know, it could be a wet night in, in Christchurch, having his ability to be able to have that game management, which he's great at. And he's had some big games and some big, big moments, some big games. So yeah. I think, yeah. He is the original clutch. He is. So, <laughs> yeah. just needs a, just need a, a hibiscus on yeah. instead of the chief on. Be like eight weeks since we've talked about Bryn Gatlin. So. Yeah, I know. I've, <laughs> I've, 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 I've been missing that. <laughs> but no, it was good. No, he was, yeah. yeah. Was Bryn, good. send the bank transfer. <laughs> send the money and the boys want uh, it. Yeah. Uh, no money needed. His actions do the talking. <laughs> he backed us up on the weekend. Beautiful. <laughs> Absolutely. Not this weekend, though. No, because the Blues are going to win it, right? Yeah. No, I, I just think... I think um, it's almost like a release of the shackles, mm. I feel. Um, you know, the pressure won't be off as such, but uh, there's no um, final to make. But Battle of the Bombays at home, and I think it's a perfect week to build around playing for something bigger and giving back to our community. And so that's something big 
for the Blues and, and, and getting you know blue everywhere and, and, and getting and playing for our fans and, and that's what is a cornerstone of something we started at the beginning of last year and, and I think that'll be a big part of their, their week and, and a big motivator and I just think it'll simplify things down and, and, and uh, lead their week strongly to get, to get a result. The Landers versus the Canes. How does this play out, Bryn? Where's the, is it for, it's at uh, Wellington? Yeah. Oh, it's going to be close. Oh, I think, oh, yeah, I just... I think I'm the Landers need to... Uh, I think the Hurricanes need to rectify their set piece. Yeah. If they're going to have a chance. Yeah. that's what costs them. Yeah. Yeah. It's at Wellington, eh? Mm. Yeah. I think the fact, you know, very similar to... Um, the Blues being a home, you know, obviously they're proud nation, they're proud franchise at um, in Wellington. So anytime they play there, um, they want to give back to their fans. So they've still got a lot to play for. And again, that Trans Tasman's coming up, so it's a it's a great chance to to keep building momentum for that for their next competition. Highlanders are in good touch as well, um, and I think the innovation they've shown, and they'll they'll want to potentially finish third. Mm. So I think they're a good chance to, to get a result here. These two teams actually have been the two teams who seem to be most innovative on attack. Mm. Yeah. They? yeah. They've, they've yeah. really done some cool stuff yeah, that they have. we haven't seen before. Yeah, well, Hurricanes phase play and Highlanders set, set plays. Yeah. Yeah. So um, it'll be interesting. I don't know what the weather's like, but yeah, I think... Also, the probably. <laughs> probably. Oh, yeah. 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 <laughs> Both attacking teams, great attacking teams. It's going to rain. <laughs> yeah. So we'll see what the lineups are, but yeah, Highlanders will have to definitely... You'd have to go... if. if if they have a good set piece night, mm. like they have, that's what, and, and that breakdown will be crucial. Mm. It's nice to be maybe see a bit more of Celesi Rayasi this weekend. I don't. I feel like we haven't probably seen as much of him as I would have liked this season. Mm. I think we've seen. You know, he had an awesome uh, Bunnings NPC. Mm. He's got some opportunity, um, and then it'll be. You know, there's still Trans Tasman. So again, there's still quite a lot of games. I feel like because this is there's a final, yeah, yeah. everyone feels like the season's yeah. over. Like yeah, there's yeah. still five games and yeah. another final, yeah. so there's still quite a bit of rugby to go in our Super Colours. So mm. um, there's still a bit to bit to come. Um, so let's not let's not think it's the end of mm. seeing these these players get their opportunity. But well, it's going to be a new style of play, you know, that we haven't seen for a while. I think you know we've been pretty lucky. You've seen Super Rugby out here, or like New Zealand teams playing New Zealand way. It's going to be something different playing the Australian teams, and we probably we haven't seen them for a while. So I think that kind of change in how they're playing some really good teams that are you know even look at the well, mate, the, the force. force, even look at the force being the Reds, you know. So they won't go away. The Aussie yeah. teams, man, they do not go away. No, it's, they and, will be eighty minute efforts. And I think they'll they have a form of confidence about how they're playing. Mm. So they, they, I think they'll be really looking forward to it. So, you know, we're looking forward to it. We we feel ready to be able to because you know most people would probably think yeah, we're going to go over there, which I don't think is going to be the case at all. It's going to be close encounters they're playing. A, a great brand of footy and probably actually them having their own Super Rugby AU has actually made them better yeah. very similar to us you know we've played our own brand of footy but I think the development of, of Australian rugby probably the 12 to 18 months has actually got a lot better so it's going to be a great great battle for when we do get over there they referee it differently too so it'll be adjusting to that style yeah so we're quite we're quite harsh like which is good don't get me wrong but it's a little bit um there's a little bit more let go over there to, to create a bit more open rugby. So the teams that adjust to that when they travel um, mm. will be effective as well. Looking forward to that, but we do have one more weekend to go of Super Rugby Aotearoa before we get to the final. So make sure you watch it on rugbypass.com, streaming around the world and Sky Sport as well. Oh, 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 
ACAST powers the world's best podcasts. Here's a show that we recommend. The Real Housewives is a guilty pleasure for most, but if you're looking to not feel guilty about that pleasure, tune in to Everything Iconic with me, Danny Pellegrino, where I break down all the messy moments and behind-the-scenes antics of Bravo's popular franchise. And on Everything Iconic, I also interview celebrity guests like Kelly Ripa, Kiki Palmer, Drew Barrymore, Cameron Diaz, and more about their guilty pleasures, their past work, and so much more. So if you're pop culture obsessed and find yourself watching way too much reality TV like me, tune in to Everything Iconic with Danny Pellegrino, wherever you listen to podcasts. ACAST helps creators launch, grow, and monetize their podcasts everywhere. ACAST.com.